Welcome to the 54th episode of the Terp Talk Young Terps podcast, powered by Viner Forgets. This is your host, Mason and Jordan Viner. And your co-host, Jordan Viner. And today's episode, we're talking about the mess that was the Terps Temple. And we have the non-rev report, but before we get into that, this podcast is brought to you by Watercrafters. Watercrafters in Gaithersburg, Maryland, has been providing swimming pool services and supplies to the Montgomery County area for the past 35 years. Watercrafters' highly skilled service staff can open and close your pool, as well as provide new equipment, installations, repairs, and weekly service. The Gaithersburg Retail Showroom has everything for your swimming pool, including chemicals, parts, and fun accessories. Visit the Watercrafters Retail Showroom in the Gaithersburg Air Park, or online at www.watercrafters.com. Now for the Terrapin Rundown. Well, to start with here, the Maryland men's soccer team beat Northwestern 2-1 to in overtime, and they are now straight twos in the season. That is two wins, two losses, and two ties. Hopefully they can get to 3-2-2 two two tomorrow with a win over William & Mary, but the way they're scoring now, any game can be close. Any game probably will be close. That is 7 o'clock tomorrow at Ludwig. On the right side, though, the field hockey team beat Michigan State 5-1 to in the Big Ten opener. They are now 8-0. and A great start for our field hockey team as they continue their run. It should be a Big Ten championship season, but there's always going to be tough con- competition in any sport in the Big Ten. Well, they got a one heck of a test going on the road to the number 5 Princeton Tigers on Tuesday. Yeah, but they, they've had experience with these top five teams. It's not like, you know, in a lot of these sports you see a team that gets off to a great start, then they play a good team. But the way Maryland field hockey schedules, there's always they're always going to be battle-tested going into some of these really tough games. Well, I mean, I'd hope so, but this one's on the road. That hasn't happened yet, but we'll see how it goes. But I have confidence in this team. They've they've battle tested at this point, and I think we should be in for a nine zero season. Yeah, hopefully we'll get there. Volleyball went two and one at the Temple Invitational, and well, Jordan, we had a team that beat Temple along with New Hampshire, and they lost to Princeton. Yeah, those New Hampshire and Temple straight sets were good, but that Princeton loss was really tough because they were down two nothing and they came all the way back to two to two, but they could not close out the comeback. Yeah, they'll take on Big Ten opponent Rutgers on Wednesday at 7. That one is at Xfinity Pavilion in College Park. And to round it out, women's soccer beat Iowa in a stunning 4-0 victory, but then falls in a heartbreaker to Nebraska in overtime. Yeah, that Nebraska game was tough. That was held today. They'll also take on the Scarlet Knights on Sunday. So, I guess our only other piece of news before we get into the main event for today is the Walters investigation will be reported on to the Board of Regents on Friday, and I guess we really have no idea what's going to happen next. No, we don't, but it's going to be something, hopefully something, like a decision will come down on DJ Durkin. It's just, I wonder how, if they do reinstate him, he'll fit into this new Matt Canadaized team. Canadaized, that's a word for it. Well, before, as in this transition move here, before we got to Saturday, I think we were all okay with Matt Candace staying on as head coach if it came to that. Now, I don't think any of us are too sure. No, I don't, but 
hey, you know, it was one game, but it was a bad one. A 35-14 loss to Temple, but I don't think the score tells the whole story because the Terps were a play away from getting back into it. I keep hearing that, that this wasn't as bad as the score says, and we're maybe over-dramatizing this. But I don't think that's the case because I think the score is actually kind of accurate in how this game went. This did not feel as cl- – it felt like a 37-14 loss to me. And, yes, I do realize that we were only a couple plays away there from the end of 28 to 21. But we were steamrolled. We had a horrible performance all around. I would agree with that. But there was still a point right there where they could have gotten back into the game. Yeah. And that's a testament to the defensive effort, I think. The defense played actually pretty well, considering that the offense may that may have been, you know, when you consider who we're playing and the circumstances surrounding the game, that may have been the worst offensive performance I think I've seen us play. Especially when you consider that we only had 195 total yards and 63 passing yards. Yeah, it was bad. As you said, 195 yards, 63 of those coming through the air. There was really only one bright spot for me on the offense, and that was Anthony McFarland. Well, before we get to the running backs, we need to address that 56, or excuse me, 63 yards through the air. Kasim Hill and Terrell Perome had some career bad days. Yeah, Kasim seven for 17, 56 yards. The interception for a touchdown that really ended any chance that the Terps had of forcing overtime or winning the game. Piggy one for four, seven yards and a pick. I mean, that interception that Piggy threw was not his fault. Right through the hands. Right through the hands of Jarvis Davenport. Well, Kasim Hill ends with a 0.8 QBR quarterback rating. For comparison, Anthony Russo, the Temple quarterback, he played okay, but not great. He has 65.1. I don't know what you can say about Kasim in this one. Like, I understand that the we had some serious offensive line injuries. Three of our, our probably three best offensive linemen weren't playing but he did not adapt to the situation. No, he did not, and it's hard for me to really see that this is the same team that absolutely steamrolled Bowling Green and beat the Texas Longhorns, who had a really nice win last night over USC. No, I don't understand what happened. We looked overconfident, if that's possible. I don't know. How's to put it? We just did not look prepared to play a team. We didn't look prepared to play another team, in my opinion. I would have to agree with that. Uh, They came out flat. Of course, they were missing three starters on the line, but that's not not anything to say about the way they came out to play. They were not ready for this game. And I personally despise that they were not ready to play this football game. That is not what they preach, and that's really, their whole thing is they're going to be ready to play. They're hyped up to play every single week. And now, what's going on? Like, what happened during this game? Well, just from looking back at my game notes here, the whole thing started to fall apart on the fake punt for touchdown by Temple, which was definitely the play play of the game, in my opinion. And then the turfs just started falling apart. They just started to unravel, and before you know it, it was over yeah that's really the story of the game that fake punt really started the unraveling of maryland but when darnell savage got that pick six i really thought the terps were gonna fight their way back into this game and really be able to take the game over 
like they did last week and end up winning it. And that's something else that we need to put in there is that we did not score an offensive touchdown in this game. We had the blocked punt, which I was out walking our, my borrowed dog when that happened. That kind of sucked for me. And then we had the Darnell Savage pick six, and we did not score on offense the whole game. Yeah, it was just a really a poor performance from our offense. And you're going to have to bounce back because Minnesota, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday, our podcast, um, they're a beatable team. In theory, yes, they are a beatable team. However, we have not, I'm not sure it's beatable anymore. Temple was not playing well before this game. Yeah, I remember that. They lost to Villanova and Buffalo. They were supposed, we were thinking we were going to win this game by 20 points, and I, I assume the team did too. Yes, we were, and just like last year, though, the Owls have a good football team. They started off slow, but then they come back, and that's kind of the way it's been for Temple these past two seasons is they've started off slow, and then they get a big win, and then suddenly, you know, we could be talking about a 9-3 and football team here. They can still have a good season. Both of these teams can still have good years. Well, for me, the game was over on when you came out of halftime and Temple got the ball first on that first drive. Temple just walked down the field for a touchdown. The defense didn't put much of a fight there. It was 20-7. to seven, The game was over. But the defense as a whole, considering the hand they were dealt by the offense, played pretty well. Yes, they did. They did a good job. They got the offense back on the field. They, they made the plays necessary to win the football game, and so did special teams. They had the... Um, the blocked punt returned for a touchdown. And both of those units, in my opinion, they did their jobs. And this offense just didn't. And Coach Kanda, you can see it, and you can see the video on our YouTube page, Wayne Terp, of Matt Kanda after the game. He was not happy. He knew that that was one of the worst. He said it was one of the worst games that he's called. And, frankly, I have to agree with him. The that fact that easy. a team can put nine guys in the box and your offense never really throws the ball deep down the field and when they do they were successful plays Jay Sean Jones almost had a touchdown I mean you gotta that's the only way to get a team to back out of putting their safeties in the box is being able to throw the ball down the football field and Kasim Hill could not do it oh no Kasim couldn't do that but to get off harping on the offense too much the defense played well Trey Watson in particular had a great game yeah, 15 tackles for Trey, 9 solo, only one tackle for a loss. Darnell Savage is a all-Big Ten level safety. Yeah, he's an ace safety, and he did his best in this game. Jesse Anibodum finally showed, started to look like himself again. I mean, there were positives. Isaiah Davis also had a good game. Antoine Brooks did as well, but they, on the whole, they just were on the field way too much, and they couldn't hold it forever. Yeah, they also got beat. Let's let's look back at it. A fake punt, a turnover by the offense. Really, they weren't put in the best positions today or yesterday. And it really resulted in a complete failure by this football team. But, hey, you can only beat the dead horse so much. It was a bad game. But we can still win six football games and make a bowl game. We can still win seven games. Like this, while it did take a big hit on our season, is not the end of it. Well, my something I just want to touch on before we kind of put this one to bed is why does this keep happening to us? It The last 
I don't know, what is it, three out of the last four years now, we play our kind of what I call the mid-tier AAC or MAC opponent. You know, they're not, they're not horrible, they're not great team you're supposed to beat. For example, Bowling Green, Temple, UCF. And we play these guys and we keep losing to them. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Uh, actually, okay, UCF, I'm not going to say. Oh, no, UCF, again, I don't think we beat UCF this year either. But, in fact, I'm pretty sure we could. It depends but, on which Maryland team comes out, but, yeah. Anyway, no, UCF's a bit of an exception, considering they ended up being a top-tier team. But why do we keep losing these games? I don't know. Maybe we should just make a permanent um, week three bye. Or just completely stop playing American Athletic Conference teams. Well, Bowling Green, too. Bowling Green was the first one I thought of when they put up, you know, what was it, 45 points on us. Like, for some reason, we just don't show up to these games that we feel like we should win, and then we lose. You know, I have a comment on that. Bowling Green and UCF were good football teams. Bowling Green that year was good? Yeah. Matt Johnson, Dino Babers. Um, they have a receiver that plays for the Giants. That's a good. That was a good football team. They ran a system that at the time, now it's really utilized by every team from Alabama sometimes to teams like Bowling Green or a UAB-level kind of team. At that time, that system, though, was almost exclusively Chip Kelly and the Oregon Ducks. And then Dino Babers comes out with it. Now, again, everyone uses a system like that. Everyone has some plays that are meant to go that fast. But, yeah, that was a revolutionary system at that time. Yeah, and it's possible the Temple will never lose a game this season again. They go, well, they have to go 12 and 10 and 2. 12 and 3? 10 and 2. Well, they no. would be 10 and 2 in the regular season, and then, yeah, I guess yeah, 12 and 2. 12 and 2, if they won every game. But that's possible. But for now, it just looks like a horrible loss. And the only thing that was missing from this game was quarterback ACL tear, and, and we're back to UCF last year. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Um,. Oh, yeah, at this point, I guess, is the word of the week here. Injuries obviously play a big part in this one, Mason. What do we got for the injury report? Well, there are definitely going to be some people in the tents provided by Allied Party Rentals. Derwin Gray did not play Terrence Davis and Damian Prince. That's three of your starting offensive linemen that were out, along with Lorenzo Harrison. He has a hamstring injury. Jake Funk still with the broken hand. On the defensive side of the ball, we are looking pretty good. We did see a injury to Adam McClain. He returned to the game, then exited. We will know more from Matt Canada on Monday. Don't forget, Allied Party Rentals is your hometown Terrapin party rental resource. Allied Party Rentals has what you need, whether you're hosting a large wedding, putting together a small luncheon, or setting up a street festival. Allied has the tents, chairs, linens, china, and other accessories that you are looking for. We've known Allied at Turp Talk since 1995. They are located in Beltsville, Maryland and serving the DMV. Contact Allied today for a no-obligation quote at 301-986-0067 or visit them at alliedpartyrentals.com. So obviously the offensive linemen played a big, or their injuries rather, played a big impact in this game. Do we know what happened to them? Yeah, Damien, I mean, he did have some surgeries over the offseason. That could be it. Uh, Coach Kanda was asked at, 
about it after the game. He did not say anything. Hopefully we'll know more tomorrow. Duran Gray is still fighting the injury bug from the surgeries that he had over the offseason. He is now, he did not go against Texas. He did go last week against Bowling Green. Now, again, he was out for the Temple game. As far as Terrence Davis, it's been the same story. He did not play against Texas. I don't know if he played against Bowling Green. I think he did, and then he was out against Temple. So we're kind of dancing around these offensive line injuries, but that seems to be the heartbeat of this football team, the offensive line that ultimately decides what you can do in the run game. Well, unless you got Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers behind you, I guess the offensive line will always be the heartbeat of your offense. And hopefully we can get those guys healthy because I don't not, do not like our odds with the offensive line performance we put together. Look, these guys are good, these backup offensive linemen. But three, you know, you're reaching that limit at three. Three injured offensive linemen. Um, they are all four and high three-star guys. They can play, but this was their first game. I think people need to realize that. This is this unit's first game together, and they really showed. Well, then hopefully we'll turn it around soon. But I guess we'll get to Minnesota next time, Mason. Yes, we will. We will be back on the podcast on Wednesday to talk Turfs, Minnesota, first Big Ten tilt of the season. Very winnable game for Maryland. It will be Minnesota's first test of the season. Jordan, any words of encouragement for Terp Nation? Um, honestly, not really. I guess it can't get much worse. Yes, it can. You can always lose a game 66-3. to We would uh, like to thank... Well, but you're losing 66-3 to Ohio State, not Temple. Yeah, well, that's... You know, it's it's it depends on um what you think of the Owls, but I'm telling you, they could be a good football team. I think they found themselves a quarterback. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Oh, hopefully, we don't have 66-3 next week. I doubt that that's going to happen. And as always, we would like to thank our sponsors, Viner Forgates of Rockville. They built TerpTalk.com. They can build a website just like that for you. Watercrafters in the Gaithersburg Air Park. Visit their retail showroom for all your swimming pool needs and allied party rentals. They're the hometown Terrapin party rental resource. They should be yours, too. And as always, thanks for listening.